It is time. It is time for another NFL podcast. We've got my two very good friends and guess what? Co-host of the show, Max Richardson. How are we, Max? I'm very good, Stakes. Doing a bit of a back-to-back here, but enjoying it. Absolutely. And Jared Lenahan for his first NFL preview show. I'm so excited to talk NFL. It's not fantasy. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, like this one's actually pretty exciting because it's, I guess, um, like a prediction show. We're going to talk um, division winners, wild card winners. We're going to talk uh, season awards as well, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, MVP, coach of the year, and such. So I think it'll be a pretty uh, efficient podcast today. I think there's a lot to talk about. And we're going to be able to um, cover a lot of ground. And I think it's going to be interesting for our listeners um, who are interested. So... I think the platform is going to be very open for debate as well because we haven't shared, we intentionally haven't shared our predictions with each other. So we're kind of going to get a lot of off the cuff yeah. arguments yeah. on the run about some disagreement. For sure, absolutely. I think there's one sticking point in the south region of the NFC that we're going to have an argument about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I guess, Max, is there anything you want to touch on before we go into into the um, predictions and stuff? Anything you want to talk football-wise? Mm. Not really. I think just looking forward to what we're going to be talking about. Just looking forward to having a bit of a discussion, particularly in NFC East, or NFC South, like Jared said, and uh, hopefully spark a uh, lively debate. Yeah, for sure. Well, without further ado, let's get cracking. And then this is where, if we had like an editing team, like some sort of musical player, like an intro song to like Rory. our prediction. Yeah, Rory, maybe. Sort it out, right? right? Yeah. Um, so, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> AFC East. Who's winning AFC East, guys? Uh, Jets. <laughs> nah, Pats, a consensus pick of the Pats, yeah, actually. Absolutely. I mean, do we need to talk about it too much? Uh, the we thing can, I'll say is it's kind of that the Pats have been a little, uh, they're starting to pick it up now after their st- poor start, but they're kind of consensus winning that division because no one else in that division is really doing much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ter- like they, The Pats would only need to really have, win eight to ten games to win the division, really. Yeah. I, th- I think for me, just as being a Philly supporter when we won the division last year, I was like, oh, finally won. And then you look over, and New England's going for their tenth straight division win. That's ridiculous. That's insane. It's nothing, nothing new. You go into the season knowing that you're going to be making the playoffs, Um, and I guess it's the same formula that they've always had. Yeah, they feel like they need to lock in on any, like a star wide receiver, or if they don't want to overpay someone on the defensive end, if they know they can just get a draft pick and do the same thing, and then a strong offensive line protect Brady as well. I think. They've got a little bit of star factor this year, though, on their offense with Sonny Michelle and Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah. Adds a little bit in previous seasons. And obviously, Edelman's very consistent, but um, the real decrease in production and threat of Gronk has been kind of offset by the adding of these youthful guys in Josh Gordon and Sonny Michelle. Made it a lot easier for him. Yeah, I just think, I don't know, when you look at the Pats, you kind of, they're just like that roster. Like, you go, they got Tom Brady, they got Rob Gronkowski. And then on the defensive side, no one really. I like McCourty, Hightower. McCourty. Hightower, McCourty. They've got a couple of good up front. Um, yeah. But like, they don't have, like, you look at the Steelers or something, Le'Veon Bell, the Rams, Gurley. They don't really have that player. Well, obviously, Tom Brady, but they don't have those players. And I'm not saying Sonny Michelle or Josh Gordon are those players, but they're kind of mm. wow players. Yeah. They can make plays on their own. Um, and they kind of really make the Pats a bit more formidable, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And uh-huh. changes it just from their scheme and coaching and consistency and actually adds that that spark to their, their roster. Yeah. Which I think makes him a bit more dangerous this year than in previous years, personally. For sure. Max, you want to touch on it again? Or? Oh, I was just going to say that with, like what Jared said, the, with New England, so kind of the sum of the collective is greater than the play of the individuals. Obviously, you've got arguably the greatest quarterback ever, but 
all their players. James White's been phenomenal this year. Then you throw in Hogan and Edelman, and they just can just do it all across the board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, moving on. Keep this nice, short, and sharp. I reckon. Yeah, that was good. I think that was perfect. Um, AFC North. I think the Steelers are going to come back. Um, they had that rough start. Um, they, I think they're going to get Le'Veon Bell back, who's just going to add to their offensive arsenal. Um, but on the defensive side, they struggled a bit early, but I think that was due to the um, Mike, their slot corner, Mike Hilton, being out. Um, he's really solidified their secondary since his return. Um, they do have a bit of a tough run home. Um, they got games at the Ravens versus Chargers versus Patriots and then at the Saints. So it'll be interesting to see, but... <coughs> I play just, Panthers too. <laughs> I just think um, that the cream will just rise there. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I have the Steelers as well. I also have the Steelers. Yeah. Um, I think... The Ravens are just a bit like underwhelming to me, and the Bengals are a bit on and off. I think the Steelers, um, yeah, I've kind of pretty much agree with Max there. They get Le'Veon Bell back, um, do have a tough run home, but they're kind of starting to pick it up again, um, and they're finding their way. And they're kind of similar to the Pats in the AFC. They're a bit of an automatic in the last kind of decade or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I probably pretty much echo the sentiment of Max there, pretty much with everything he said. Yeah, I mean for sure. I think you can. Yeah, as it, as I touched on in kind of look at the Bengals or Ravens even with that with a pretty strong defense. But I think, yeah, Steelers definitely are the kind of the preeminent team. Um, bit of that st- uh, wow factor as well that maybe the Bengals and Ravens don't have. Yeah. Um, so I do think that the favorite. One thing so, I will say yeah. is I think that division's going to come down to the last few games though. I think they're all going to take a few games off one another. Yeah. Um, and as it gets cold, I'm really a big, Alec, I, I say this a lot, but I think cold weather football changes a lot. I think it suits the Ravens. The cold weather football, not bit so of, much the Bengals, but with Joe Mixon running the rock really bit well. Of grand and pound. I, yeah, I, I just yeah. think as it gets colder up in the north, those three teams, I think they're going to be fighting out well into week the, the later weeks of the season to kind of sort themselves out. I don't think the Steelers, like in previous seasons, are going to push away. Mm. Um, I think it'll be fairly close. Yeah, going into the end of the mm. season. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, looking at the AFC South, this division has been a bit. Uh, a bit iffy this year, but I think the Texans are the still the the best team in that division. I think they're the team that's going to make it out. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with the Texans as well. Yeah. Um, I really, I actually quite like the Texans. I don't think I look at them and go they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I just think um, Deshaun Watson's really good. Um, I think he soaks up pressure really well as well. So I don't think they're a bit of the much of a concern going into the playoffs with Deshaun Watson at the helm. I really like Deshaun Watson. Add Demarius Thomas yeah, that's to their huge. roster. Yeah, I love Luke. that. Um, Lamar Miller running the ball well. And then on the defensive side of things, I love their their front. I yeah. love Clowney. I love what I think Clowney's a little overrated, personally. But I He love, had a lot of hype coming out. I think he's yeah, I see some of the players that were passed on for Clowney were a bit iffy, but um, I like the Texans. I, I think they're a solid nine to ten win roster, um, possibly eleven wins maybe. Um, and I think I think they could cause problems in certain circumstances mm-hmm. in the playoffs if you get in a shootout with them. Deshaun Watson's really good on the run. Um, yeah, I think the Texans are probably going to win that division. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just agree with that sentiment. <clears throat> Te- uh, Jags are in a bit of a free fall. They're still t- they're two games behind already. Um, Texans have a four-game stretch now where they play Titans, Browns, Colts, and at the Jets. So the Colts haven't looked as bad as uh, as what no, they definitely thought. not. That, but see, but the thing is, they, they could like if the Colts have a good run and maybe the Texans fall. Yeah, and they also get back um, Deontay Foreman, their um, second-year yeah. running back. Yeah, soon. 
to compliment Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like their defense as well. Um, I've always been a big fan of Whitney Merciless. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mm. just think I like the way he plays. But and Tyron Matthews been playing on the back yeah. end as well. So yeah, yeah, Texans for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so the AFC West. Um, this is a this is a kind of you could go either way here, but I went out of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think you can't really fault with how they've been playing this year. Um, Max? Yeah, for me, I went a bit of a different road. I said the Chargers. Yep. They're only one game back, um, and their only two losses were to the yeah. Chiefs and to the Rams. I think they're building a bit of momentum. I think they've got a great roster. Um, special teams continue to let them down. And week 15 at the Chiefs, I think that, that's yeah. really the and absolutely. Starter. With the Chargers as well, they're still still going to be getting Joey Bosa back. I was about their best to player, say, maybe. their yeah, best player. Yeah. I, I, with Melvin Gordon, I'm, I am an absolute Joey Bosa diehard. Yeah, I love Joey Bosa. He's an absolute beast. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I look at your phone, like your screensaver, and it's Joey Bosa shirtless. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, well, why wouldn't he be shirtless? <laughs> He's, okay, the Bosa family, they have the most elite genetics. Have you seen their dad? Yeah. He's all jacked. Nick Bosa is as big he's as fucking Joel. He's 19. He's like, he's he? 1997. So yeah, he's okay. 20. Yeah, 21. He is six foot three, 125 kilos. And then Joey's six four, 130. Yeah. Joey Bosa, I'm like, um, this is, uh, he's top five defensive players in football, in my opinion. He's yeah. a phonomical football player. Hope everyone enjoyed that Joey Bosa. <laughs> I love Joey Bosa. <laughs> I love the now, Chargers. The thing with, no, the thing with the Chargers as well is, I think, um, I mean, you look at the roster and I think, Andy Reid, obviously a tremendous head coach, and he's been consistent even in his Philadelphia days. Um, so I, the reason why I picked the Chiefs, I just think um, the way they've played this year, you can't really can't really knock what they have done. But the Chargers, I do reckon, have a better defense, which is what I reckon the Chiefs is what's going to hurt the Chiefs potentially I, in the long run. I was going to say, um, I do have the Chiefs winning the division. However, the Chargers, I think, have the best recipe in the AFC to beat the Chiefs. Because they have they have Ingram Bosa, um, who can get after the quarterback. Um, they have really good secondary. Casey Haywood, Derwin James, Derwin James, who's a phenomenal oh football player. Um, they've got a really good roster. And the thing with the Chiefs is, I haven't seen a team who's gotten after Mahomes viciously yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Mahomes goes. I, I, obviously, we've seen he can like hang with the best of them. He can throw the ball the length of the football field if you wanted. Um, and, you know, everything kind of has fallen the Chiefs' way in terms of their scheming. And they, they've never really... Apart from the Patriots game, which I think said more about the Chiefs and how how good they are on offense, but they're giving up 43 points. Yeah, and the Chargers, on the back of that, have a really good offense as well. Um, but I think the Chargers' defense can really cause problems for the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs' offense isn't firing, can you really rely on their defense to win them a game? Yeah, for sure. So, and I mean, yeah... But as well, again, the only loss for the Chiefs this year was a shootout with the uh, with the Patriots. And like I said, I think that said more about the Chiefs' chances than the Patriots, yeah, personally. Yeah. But I think, yeah, of the AFC, the best chance to beat the Chiefs would be the Chargers. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think any of the other two teams in that division warrant any discussion. Denver's yeah. got problems at the quarterback position and Oakland's just, who knows what they're doing. John mm-hmm. Gruden just running it. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, and the wild card. That's kind of kind of hard. Um, for the two wild card spots in the in the NF, uh, AFC. Sorry. Um, so touching on them, I had my um, first wild card pick was the Chargers. 
Yeah, um, mine was yeah, but again, they could win that division. So yeah, well, whoever doesn't win that division will be one of the wild cards. Yeah, just that's for certainty. sure. And then the second spot, fucking it, was hard. I think it was the best of a bad bunch, to be yeah. honest. Because looking at when we looked at this, the NFC. When I was looking at the NFC, I had about five or six teams that could have been the wild cards. Yeah. Um, and made reasons for them being the wild card. Whereas when I was over here in the AFC, I was kind of trying to pick the best of a bad bunch, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I had the Bengals as my second. Wild yep. card. I think Max had the same. Yeah, yeah. I got the Bengals as well. Yeah, I went the Ravens um, to change up a bit. I like the defense still, and I think yeah. as Joe touched on before, that kind of cold weather team where yeah. you know where I think if they have a you know a couple of um, solid uh, games at the end of the year at home, um, they can kind of win a game with their defense. And yeah, their consistency. At, just a kind of. I guess consistency and safeness on the offensive side. So I think um, I just went with the Ravens for that. I do have a note here. I do have hope for the Jags still. Um, just, they've got a buy now. So, obviously, Blake Bortles isn't the guy. Yeah. Um, but they're only, even though they're, as Max said, in a free fall, they're only two games back in a very, like, not a strong division. It's quite yeah. a weak division. I mean, I do like the Texans, but I don't think they set the world on fire at this point. Um, I do like Watson. Like I said, I do like the Texans. But I think the Jags, if they can kind of get it together and Fournette comes back well and they get back to the pounding the rock with Fournette, um... And, and Bortles can throw in a, you know, more stacked boxes, so to speak, and throw in more man coverage on the outside. They can still do um, And their defense sparks up, which we know it's capable of. They have a very talented defense. I think there's still hope for them to salvage this season, mm-hmm. but it's going to have to happen immediately after the bye week. And it's very hinging on um, Fournette playing well when he comes back because he's a massive piece for them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was kind of hard to pick the wild card. Anyway, but yeah, I guess you can kind of put like three three or four teams in that kind of category. Anyway, moving on to the NFC. Um, start off with the NFC East. I had to go the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously. Max? Yeah, same. I got rid of a bias as well, but I think Philly gets in. Yeah. Washington, I think they've got every right to be the favorite for sure. right now. For sure they but, do. Um, I just look at the talent that's still to come back for Philly. Mm-hmm. Jernigan Sproles, um, Sydney Jones and Mac Hollins. And then you throw in the addition of Golden Tate. Just the talent across the board for me, I think. That's yeah, exactly, and I think I think the Golden Tater acquisition, especially only giving up a third round pick for a, you know one of, I don't want to say a premier wide receiver, but a solid wide receiver, um, it's going to help our receiving core a little bit. Obviously, with um, we've had a little bit of problems, I feel with um, with just kind of finding targets on like the third and longs type situation, uh, and I think Tate's going to be a big help for that kind of downfield as well, a bit of a down downfield threat. So, but yeah, as as Max said, Washington have every right to been that discussion i've got the eagles winning it as well um thank you right just, answer. i just think i'm firsthand the redskins to me just don't do it like i i do i do like what they've done there and i do have to compliment their mm-hmm. roster alterations and what they've done i like the pickup they've made in the secondary um they traded for ha ha clinton dix who i think will um pair very well mm-hmm. with swearinger I quite like Stranger as a footballer. He's a hard-hitting kind of guy. Yeah. Um, the Redskins, uh, they're just a bit average across the board for me. They just don't really do it. Alex Smith, extremely average. Like oh, He's not a bad footballer, don't get me wrong. But I just think they're just, they're just underwhelming. And um, after watching them specifically against the Panthers, we kind of they, we gave them that game more than they won it, so to speak. And I just think they're just... Yeah, I just don't think they have the star power to really hang with the big boys when it comes to the back end of the season. Philly have had a rough start at integrating Wentz back in, who's been lights out since he's come back in. You wouldn't even know he's injured. 
Um, and I just think, yeah, I think the Eagles have more talent um, and they're going to, you know, be there at the end of the season. And the Redskins may maybe make a wild card, possibly, depending on how other results fall. But I just, like, kind of like the Texans, I just don't think they have kind of what it takes to mix it with the top-end teams when it comes down to it. For sure. With um, Dallas, like, they just go, they chop and change with their game plan offensively. The one week they have success with Dak running the ball and he scores a couple of touchdowns and the next week he doesn't run it. So I'm not quite convinced that they can play to the level of Washington and Philly at the moment in that division. The so training, that's why I haven't. Training first round pick from Murray Cooper was yeah. a bit of a head scratcher. Um, moving on to maybe the second best division of football, I guess, maybe, NFC North. Um, this one was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a case of the three teams in Chicago, uh, Minnesota and Green Bay. Um, I went... I went Minnesota still. I just think they have the most well-rounded roster, especially on the defensive end. Um, and with the Bears, who are currently leading the division, but you can kind of take that with a grain of salt. I just don't think when it comes down to a you know end-of-the-year big game, they need to win a big game against, yeah, maybe a division rival. I don't know if they're there just yet on the offensive uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I think the Vikings have the most well-rounded roster in that, um, on that team, but... Um, absolutely go I think I've gone Vikings as well for pretty much the reasons you've stated Um, the Bears I think they're kind of a season away I think next year they're going to be a real for sure I think next year's the year they're going to be a real and I think just just quietly just quickly I think Trubisky is a is the quarterback justifying himself I think he's the quarterback I was really concerned about him last year I traded up traded up for him yeah one spot. One, one spot. spot. Yeah, one spot. One spot. Second and third round picks. I was concerned last year because watching the Bears was really, really hard. They were terrible on offense. Mm-hmm. Their receivers were just giving them nothing. Trubisky was, you kind of, I, I just, I don't know if it's just me, like watching football, you can see like a quarterback when they're not comfortable. Yeah. Or not, or like a deer in the headlights, so to speak. Um, and he looked like that last year. He didn't throw more than one passing touchdown in a single game last year. Yeah. But this year, he's running around the pocket, out, yeah. flying around. And the one thing I like about what I've noticed from him, he's like paying more attention to his second and third options. Um, yeah, his reads have gotten his, a lot better. Yeah his, yeah, his reads have gotten way better. So he's not just kind of, you know, looking for that first option to become available. I he's, think that's a confidence thing too. And yeah. on top of that, I might add that he's really good. He's really mobile as well. And he started to utilize that to his advantage. But yeah. um, and their defense helps. The of addition course. of Khalil Mack um, has really... I don't think uh, one single player has made a big that big an impact on a new team mm-hmm. so quickly. Um, that's turned their defense from a possibly, you know, like a top 15, pretty solid defense. Um, and their linebackers, I like their linebackers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith, phenomenal. He's going to be an he's absolute quick, stud. He's a phenomenal football player. They're a good team. I think they're probably a year away from really showing their best. Yeah. Depending on their free agency, they've got a bit of uh, cap space, I believe, but I think that might be dragged down a little bit with Khalil Mack now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're about a year away. So next season, I think they'll probably be really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, they could still be a wild card, though, I think, which we'll discuss yeah. shortly. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'll just say the same. I've got the Vikings, like for all the reasons above that it's the most well-rounded team. But I do think um, we shouldn't count out arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks in yeah, history. That's it. Um, Green Bay, their offense um, got rid of Ty Montgomery. And I think that's going to make way for Aaron Jones to uh, <laughs> your boyfriend, <laughs> my boyfriend. Yes, uh, <laughs> pound the ball a bit more. Um, I like what Philbin's done on the outside with their receivers. There are a couple of their rookies, Valdez Scantling and. Uh, Equiminius St. Brown done really well in their first year. And then on the defensive side, although they traded away Ha Ha Clinton Dix, they've got a uh, second year 
um, safety corner in Josh Jones, who I think they're looking to get more time into, into the starting lineup. And last year, Dreyer Alexander looked like probably one of the best slot corners in the league. Um, and then Brashad Breland and Josh Jackson are also. I was about to say Josh Jackson. Yeah. The um, St. Brand, I actually really like him as a as a player. I think he's that big playability as you kind of want to see in you know one of your wide receivers. But um, you know, with all that said, yeah, you don't want to count out yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, I think this division we're going to get back to this division shortly. I think when we discuss is, the wild cards. I think this is the second definitely. Best position for football, um, yeah. But any team with Aaron Rodgers on it is a mm-hmm. chance. I mean, there's a, obviously there's extreme outliers to that, but with the talent around him, I think this is probably. I'd say close to one of the most talented rosters he's had in Green Bay, just yep. around the board. On the defensive side, especially, they've got a, a lot better in the secondary yeah, than they have the secondary been previously has because lot, yeah. they've just leaked points in the last couple of years. For sure. Um, and if uh, if you give Aaron Rodgers a sniff, I'd have to say I'd say he's good. He's just in general the most talented quarterback to ever play football, just from a talent perspective. Mm-hmm. I think he can make throws that no one else can. Yeah. I think he, he's subtly mobile, which everyone knows. He's just an absolute yeah. freak. Yeah, um, on a talent, from a talent perspective, obviously, if you've got Aaron Rodgers and respectable talent around him, you're going to be a, a good team. Agree entirely. But yeah, with all that said, I think uh, the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to say the Vikings yeah. as well, yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on, of course, to the NFC South, to maybe the best division in football. Uh, yeah, if the Falcons, <laughs> stop laughing, Max, if the Falcons... Um, can pick it back up, I'd say it is the best division in football. Yeah. We had both wild cards last year. Yeah. So who who do you so who do you think in the division, Jared? Panthers. <laughs> I actually do have the Panthers winning yeah. the division. One game back, and um, I'm actually going to make an. This is a biased case, obviously, but from a statistical standpoint, an actual case for the Panthers. Um, so I will note though, the Saints and Panthers play twice in three weeks at the end of the season, mm-hmm. which is I think it's going to come down to that to yeah. determine the division for sure. Um, the Panthers. That's exciting. Cam Newton. Best completion percentage of his career by a, a long way. Yeah. A long way. Um, North Turner's really helping him hang on to the football and make better decisions. Um, McCaffrey just causes dramas for anyone. Everywhere. I think he, even even when he's not getting the ball, he's causing issues because you've got to be so, you can see with a lot of, um, a lot of like a reverse jet sweeps and tosses and misdirections with McCaffrey sending. You have to be aware of you it. Add, you add either Curtis Samuel or um, DJ Moore on the back end of those. They're both four, two, five, four, three guys. Um, and Cam Newton's running ability as well. He's also got the best um, passer passer rating in the red zone. Um, and I think North Turner, the, the playbook's starting to open up now. Um, the defense has been a bit questionable, um, which is surprising. But I think um, it's hard because the Saints are so good. But I think the Panthers are on, a, on, on an inclined trajectory. They're trending upwards. Um, the playbook's starting to open up. And yeah, all those guys out wide. Like I love Curtis Samuel. I love DJ Moore. I just love our roster. You love the Carolina this, I, I'd say, I'm just going to say, this is this roster is easily more talented than our 2015 roster, which went to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I, I just can't pick against the Saints here. I think yeah, they... Um, the Saints. They did a really... Sorry, Jared. That's fine. That's they fine. did a great deal to get Eli Apple really cheap. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to fit in. And it's actually very funny. They've got three out of four... Uh, high State in the secondary there with Von Bell and Lattimore. So, Lattimore's um, a great player too. I just think the Saints on offensively, they're just a cut above everyone else in that division. Um, yeah, like Jared said, the two out of the last three games, Saints-Panthers, so that's probably where it's going to come mm-hmm. down to. Um, yeah, no, entirely. I, I had the Saints as well. I actually um, I put money on them at the start of the year to win the Super Bowl. So another reason why I still have them to 
like that's a good reason for things so I want to win about I think I my power was like 380 bucks but that's neither here nor there um, yeah I think their uh, offensive line's really good I remember remember when they traded um, Jimmy Graham for Max Unger yeah. and like everyone's just like oh, I can't believe they did this even Drew Brees is pretty upset with it but tell you what it's paying off now and even Ryan Ramshack on the right side is kind of maybe one of the best right tackles in the league. I think they had the two best rated tackles and Andres Pete on the left side. Yeah, and the, yeah. yeah Andres Pete. Yeah, and uh, their defense as well. I'm um, looking really good. I feel like they're really going all in. Um, they are. They're going all in before Drew Brees retires. And to be honest, I think they could be a real shot to win the Super Bowl. His backup, Taysom Hill. Have you seen some of the yeah, packages they've had with Dude, him? They have. They have. Um, I love it. They had the other week. They had Bridgewater. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bridgewater, Breeze, and Taysom. yeah, Taysom Hill on the field at the same time. The three quarterbacks. How exciting is that? Yeah, Taysom Hill returns kicks, <laughs> plays special teams, does it well too. Yeah, he's receiving. He's it's fucking. It's sick. really cool. There's, yeah, there's stuff out there that they reckon he's quicker than Alvin Kamara over forty. So really, very interesting player. And to be honest, this is a bit of a tangent, but the way they use him, I think um, Marty Mordenweg the uh, Baltimore offensive coordinator needs to look at how they use Taysom Hill with how he uses uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, yeah. yeah. And their defense as well, it's really, like, their front as well is really good. I like, uh, obviously, Cam Jordan, one of the best edge guys Yeah, did you league. see his And then play... Sheldon Rankins is very, very, I feel underrated. I don't hear him, yeah. his name up in headlines too yeah, much. Yeah, Davenport out a month, and he was, I think he's a really good presence. Yeah. They reached for him in the draft mm-hmm. as well. Traded in 2019. Yeah. So I just yeah. think, I just think they have a, Extremely well-rounded yeah. roster yeah. everywhere. They have depth. They have they have the makings of a championship caliber they do. football team. I, so. I just quickly, just because I remember when you started talking about the line, um, to a lesser extent, has anyone seen how well the Panthers line's been performing with what they've got on it at the moment? Yes. It's been expe- it's been my biggest surprise of the season yeah. so far is how well the line's been going. Is that your biggest takeaway from the Panthers this year? Yeah. Well, yeah. apart from, I think, the talent on the in the skill positions, the, yeah. the performance of the line, if Matt Khalil comes back into the starting left tackle position, it'll be a different story. Yeah, yeah. But they've gotten out of undrafted free agents. They've picked up blokes <laughs> off the street. So they've got really be commended for what they've done with not a lot. With Trey Turner out as well, mm-hmm. um, they've got to com- be commended for what they've done with not a lot of talent or per se on the offensive line. Giving Cam clean pockets. For sure. Um, moving on to the NFC West, last team in, or last division in the NFC. Uh, it's safe <laughs> to say the undefeated Rams are that team. Yeah, they're um, scary. Shout out to the Seahawks, though. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give the Seahawks a plug in the wildcard section. I think Max is as well. Um, the Rams, yeah. They're, they're, um, I'd like to say, though, their defense needs to step it up a bit um, on the back end of the ball. Because they, they, they've got a lot of talent on their defensive side. Yeah. Um, but I think it's underperforming. At this point, yeah, for what they have, for what they have, for the talented Quiring pieces they have. First round pick Dante Fowler. Yeah, well, um, I'd also say the Jags <laughs> obviously not. Front. We're not going to re-sign Dante Fowler. He's quick, yeah. man. He's a quick footballer. He's a ten sack a season kind of guy. I yeah. think, um, talent wise, um, just depends how they use him. But if the Rams use him efficiently, he's going to add a lot of zest um, in a couple of their blitz packages and also in the, the linebacker coverage and coverage off the edge as well. Yeah, Rams um, take any reason you want. I don't think the Rams are any yeah. doubt of losing that division. Rightfully undefeated. I think yeah. Extremely good. Right. Very excited. They play, they play four quarters. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited to see them this weekend against the Saints. I hope they win. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. bias reasons. I don't think they will. <laughs> Our wild card for the NFC. I had Panthers and the Packers. Um, but 
We'll have yeah. Let's just who did you have Max or well, two? I've got three, and it's really pick two. I I, I want to say the Seahawks because that division is really weak, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I had them penciled in over the Packers, just because the Packers have that tough division. Yep. And obviously, I think the Panthers as well. I think their roster is too good for them not to be in the playoffs. So I'll go out on a limb and say Packers missed the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. So Panthers and Seahawks for me. Well, then obviously my first wild card is the Saints because I had the Panthers winning the yeah, division. Yeah. Um, but like, if I wasn't being biased, you could have the Saints winning the division, I guess. Yeah, and the then the Panthers, the Panthers yeah. making the um, wild card. So it'll be either the Saints or the Panthers from the NFC South making the first wild card. Um, and then I had three for the second wild position. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an answer to one, but I had three that could make you could make reasons for the wild card. I had the pa- Packers, the Bears, and the Seahawks. Okay. Um, the Seahawks for the same reason as Max. I like what they're doing. They're thrashing the rock. Wilson's hanging on to the ball and playing really well. They're a bit more talented on the skill positions than they have been previously. Or not more talented, but they're just utilizing them better. Lock it. Lock it. Just a big, um, big one. Yeah, and they paid down. him. They paid him at the start of the season. I was questioning that. Yeah. Um, but you could justify that now. Um, and then the Bears, as we mentioned, very talented on the defensive side of the ball. Trubisky's coming into his own. They got a lot of good packages, Howard and Cohen, um, and their wide receivers performing well. I, I like the I like the Bears roster, but I just think they're about a year off giving their best. Um, and then the Packers for obviously Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I've got the Packers making that wild card position purely because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and like I said, I think this is one of the most talented rosters he's had in the last couple since um, since he had all those boys back, Donald Driver, Jennings, all them back in 2012, 2013. I think this is probably his um, most talented roster since. And on the defensive side as well, they've got playmakers, which they haven't had. Um, so they're not quite as reliant on Rodgers as in previous seasons. So I'll probably, even though it's a tough division, I'm just give give them the edge because of Aaron Rodgers mostly. Um, but any of those three, I think, could get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had the I, my, the reason for the Packers is purely for Aaron Rodgers. I just I can't write him off, and he has a lot of talent on the outside um, to help. And yeah, as you said, getting a lot of help in the defensive secondary. So, um, and then the Panthers. I mean, Jared's just <laughs> yeah. like be a good used car. So my re- <laughs> refer to Jared for my reasons. Uh, for um, those that can't see, Jared's currently holding up a knife to Stegs's neck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. So I think it's uh, the NFC. Definitely, it's got it's a lot. There's a lot more talent on the on the football side um, than the AFC. So yeah, it was much harder trying to pick wild cards on the NFC than like the harder. AFC. Yeah. Um, moving on to season awards, we'll try to keep this nice and quick. Um, should we start with the the big one MVP, or should we go from the back end, or like with the I'm, comeback player? Or yeah, I'm happy to build up to the MVP. Build up. All right. Well, let's. How about we start with the comeback player of the year? Um, I've got Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Coming off his third ACL, I believe, or at least his second. He's done both ACLs now. Yeah. He did one at Clemson, and he's done his other ACL last season. Mm-hmm. That's both ACLs. Yeah. And he's come back, and he's looked a million bucks. Yeah. I love Deshaun Watson. Also, this is me being all, you know, narky again. I said he was the best quarterback in that class. Yeah. Um, he just got that clutch factor, and he seems to soak up pressure. Um, he's never, to me, whenever watching him, you look at it, you've never seen him have that deer in the headlights kind of mentality. He's kind of gone after it. A lot of confidence. He's he's a very confident guy. He walks around with like, he's, yeah, but he's a very humble guy at the same time. Um, and to come off another ACL, his other ACL, because I know he had trouble. I believe it was two ACLs at Clemson on the, on his right knee. Obviously if it wasn't his right, it was his left, but then he did his opposite ACL last year. 
Yeah. So men- mentally as well to come yeah. back from having both surgically repaired knees play the way he's and to be playing the way he is. He threw five touchdown passes last week yeah. and he's building back up to how he was last year. And I think he gives the Texans, like I said before, a good chance in the playoffs to cause some dramas. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl, but I love Deshaun Watson as a, as a person firstly, yeah. as a player. And I couldn't imagine the mentality he'd have to have to come back and be playing as well as he has this season. For sure. So I've definitely got Deshaun Watson as mine. Yeah, my comeback player of the year is uh, Carson Wentz. Um, obviously, did his ACL and LCL <coughs> week twelve, I think it was. Yeah. Um, last year and missed the first couple of weeks, but I just think he looks great now that he's back. Um, making off scheduled throw, running well, contorting his body, confidence in the pocket, um, looks to be back. And especially when there's pressure around him, made a couple of really good throws last yeah. week against Jaguars defense. Um, and I think that will just continue. And he hasn't lost a step since no. he's been come back. And um, and even with like our offensive line not playing as well as what it was last year. But and completing over 70% of yeah, as well. for sure. I'll also add, to, just to Carson Wentz, while you're talking about him, there's a few scrambles he's made where he's made kind of the same movements he did when he did his knee. Mm-hmm. So like he's diving for first downs. He's not hesitant. Mm-hmm. Same as Deshaun Watson. Both of them have come back. It's got, it's got to be extremely tough to have that mindset to come back for and sure. behave as though literally nothing's happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Carson Wentz is in the same boat as Deshaun Watson. Yeah, um, so yeah, my comeback player is another quarterback, Andrew Luck. He um, missed the entire year last year with a shoulder injury. Shoulder too. He got to a point where he couldn't lift his arm, I'm pretty sure. And like any time he put any pressure on, he couldn't move his arm. And he even missed some of the... Um, the end, Early. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, no, the end of 2016. Yeah, the end of 2016 yeah. as well. So he's had a long time out and he's come back in. His throwing motion looks a little bit different, but not in a bad way. I think... Made, strange hitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've noticed... Um, I don't know if that's from the injury and he had to kind of adjust a little bit, but he's still looking um, really good. It's really great to see um, a premier quarterback back in action. And it helps that their offensive line is much, much improved now um, to where it, to where it has been. Quentin Nelson at left guard, their rookie has been phenomenal. He's probably going to be a pro bowler. Um, yeah, so, so. Good. And even Ryan Kelly um, at the center position, that kind of, that second voice on the, um, yeah, that kind of second voice on the, on the offensive side is really, really helping luck. Um, bring in, the thing um, for Luck would have been back, with so. his injury was reps. He couldn't throw the football for a year. Yeah, exactly. And he's come back and he's performed really well. Yeah. It's not like a knee. I mean, obviously knees are bad, but if you can't, if your throwing shoulders done for a year, can you come back and you're um, keeping keeping your spirals tight and you're throwing no close windows? Yeah. Um, and trying to do, manage a throwing shoulder injury after you know nearly eighteen months in exile, he's got to be really commended as well for that. Absolutely. Um. Then yeah, moving on to the next world coach of the year. Uh, I have Andy Reid and I know Max does as well. So I'll let Max touch on Andy Reid. Yeah, just Andy Reid and also the offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. But um, the thing that really impressed me with Andy Reid is he's lost consecutive offensive coordinators to head coaching jobs in Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy over the past two years. And they've still managed to transfer on um, the offense into a high-powered, crazy show with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. And... Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I think he just deserves a lot of credit for t- taking that out yes. and um, yeah, the way and they balance have a balance attack where they can yeah. take it. Yeah, I did getting rid of uh, Alex Smith and having a first year starter in Mahomes. The Chiefs have been confident. The Chiefs have to be commended for the Patrick Mahomes pick because uh, it, it's one of those ones. It's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. He kind of got forgotten in the forgotten in the smoke of all of it. All of it. He was a. They traded up for him in the first round. Yeah, um, I think the Kansas market. Obviously, it's a bit weird with American sports, particularly how the market you're in kind of dictates your media coverage. So Mahomes, I think, very luckily for him, he's flown under the radar um, in Kansas City. 
Um, and they did really well to pick him out as the guy they wanted. Yeah. I mean, because you could see before the draft he had the arm talent, um, yeah. but there was a lot of questions about him being lackluster. Yeah. And um, so they've done really well to kind of control his temperament and use his arm talent to match the incredibly skilled position players. Sure. My coach of the different was coach of the year is different though. I've Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a um, bit of a boring one, I suppose. But some of the players on that roster are older than him. He's a very young guy. He's only 32, 33. I just like, especially on the offensive side of the ball, there's so much motion pre-snap. Yeah. There's so much going on. And you can't really game plan for them. Because they've got Jared Goff. What he's done with Jared Goff is phenomenal. I wasn't really that high on Jared Goff coming out of college. Um, I just thought he was a bit... Um, He's a bit lackluster as well as a lot of college quarterbacks are. And I just didn't. I just didn't think he had it. I mean, I you know, I just I look at him in the same light. I kind of look at Josh Allen and kind of guys like that. I just didn't think yeah. he had that NFL, you know, marquee quarterback kind of spark to him personally. I mean, obviously I'm wrong because yeah. he's phenomenal. And he's turned him like especially when he's first year he didn't start. Um, and now McVeigh came in and really changed yeah. that second voice out there on the Yeah, on the he's field. really turning into a leader and a guy they all look up to. <laughs> I just I really like some of their their pre-snap motions and formations, um, and some of the stuff they do is just phenomenal. And they um always the the thing is with them as well is I've seen this thing on Twitter. They just play football in a simple manner, but you know, kind of throw stuff into it. For example, they never run in the stack boxes. Like they don't put, throw girly in the stack boxes. It's just basic, sim- simple football philosophies that he's kind of implied there. And they just go off that. Yeah. And they've got the talent to match it. Like they don't run in the stack boxes. If they want Gurley running the ball, they spread the field. And they give him opportunities to run the ball. And that's why Gurley's been so successful because he's a talented guy and only someone like Jeff Fisher could bring him down, which he did because um, <laughs> Jeff Fisher is absolutely terrible. But... Yeah, like there's just a lot of stuff Sean McVay's done needs to be commended because he's turned a you know quite a solid team into one of the what the Super Bowl favorites you'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, defensive rookie of the year. Now this was a fun one. I had my two were um, I have two. I'm gonna say Derwin James, but I really want to have a solid honorable mention to um, to Darius Leonard, linebacker for the Colts. Just he's yep. leading the league in tackles as a rookie, which is extremely impressive. But yeah, Derwin James, um, safety from the Chargers. He's he's exceptional. He plays everyone on the field and cover and play off in um off in coverage um out in the out in like the secondary. And I think he's just everywhere in the field and um he's had a fair few picks as well this year. Yep, to my knowledge. Yeah, he's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, match. they get him down there in the box. Yeah, pass rush and then he's mm-hmm. back there coveraging. Um, yeah, I think he's a great versatile. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, doing James. I think I think linebackers. Um, I just sorry while you're talking about Darius Leonard, I think linebackers are really underappreciated in mm-hmm. football. They're not. They're kind of those guys. Like I think. Um, like you make the same statement for like Sean Lee, Luke Keekley. I think obviously Luke Keekley. Um, and also um, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is a perfect example as well. They're really underappreciated players. Like I think secondary guys and then the, the defensive ends are kind of like the your ponies on the defensive side of the ball. The linebackers make it all happen though, and having a good linebacker can make a massive difference. Yeah. I think the Colts have found that in Darius Leonard. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. Have, um, I've got so I've got a few. They're all DBs. Um, I've got uh, Derwin James as well. Yeah. Um, and Denzel Ward yeah, from the Browns. Yeah, he's a bit of a ball hawk. He's a bit sloppy in coverage sometimes and gives up a lot of um. Like if he's on press coverage, he kind of can let his man get away from him at times and lose that step. But he is a natural ball hawk, and you could tell coming out of college. The Browns took him fourth overall, I believe. 
yep. which kind of come as a shock to a few, but they needed a shutdown corner. I think they got it. Um, and then I've got two honorable mentions. The first is Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, I sent a stat. He's um, number one of rookies in um, pass coverage, passer rating, and um, yards. And my other one, just because I'm a Panthers fan, Dante Jackson. <laughs> he's No, he's absolutely revitalized our secondary yeah. because we have notoriously given up chunk plays through fast receivers. And Dante Jackson's a 4-2-8 guy. Um, and his stats in um, his stats and passer rating, he's second only to Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, he's phenomenal, and he brings like an attitude that we didn't have. Yeah, Bradbury's been covering. Yeah. Bradbury's been covering the big-bodied receivers and done really well. And Dante <laughs> Jackson, and he's um, he started. They started using him in um, corner blitz packages with his speed. Um, and I just love his tenacity, and he's really like put it uh, changed our secondary and made me a lot more confident in pass coverage. Just yeah. being there as a rookie as well in uh, pick fifty-six, I believe. It's great value there. Yeah, fifty-six as you said. So, um, offensive rookie of the year. I think this one's a bit of a yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley's going to take Saquon that. Barkley, yeah. Um, Quentin Nelson, like he's obviously yeah, a guard, guard but, but um, he's, they're never going to give it to a guard. Yeah, but never. He's been phenomenal. Honorable mention, yeah. Um, I think I spitballed another one over on the catch. I can't remember who it was now. Um, <laughs> I said Calvin Ridley. He's been. Um, it was yeah, off a bit, though, yeah so he has tapered off a bit um, more recently. Couple of weeks, though. But I think Saquon Barkley's definitely consensus yeah. pick there. Just with Barkley averaging 4.7 yards per carry with arguably one of the worst de- uh, offensive lines. Yeah. Also, first among all NFL players um, with seven 20-plus yard runs. So, um, explosive player. That's what you're going to get with the kind of guy like that, though. He's going to break off those chunk yards, but then also he's going to have those negative plays. But um, for New York, I think that's what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it goes kind of goes without saying with um, Saquon Barkley. I actually had... I just wanted to have like a diff someone else to talk about as offensive rookie. Um, so I just wanted to talk about Kerryon Johnson, who's finally given the Detroit Lions um, a hundred yard rushing. He gave them the this year. He gave them their first as a rookie. He gave them their first hundred yard rushing game for the Detroit Lions since 2010. 2010. I think it was 2010. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think um, I thought it was 2010. Yeah. So I think I just wanted to um, talk about Kerryon Johnson, but I guess second last uh, Detroit was it Reggie Bush? Yeah, it was Reggie Bush. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Barkley, I think when you get him, he's going to give you girly type production. At minimum, I'm calling that at minimum. Yeah. If you put him on a better team, yeah, yeah. Um, um, if when the Giants, surely like uh, Dave Gettleman's quite good at this, is revitalizing a roster. He did it in Carolina as well. Um, when they kind of fix their lineup and um, Eli Manning fo- fucking leaves, <laughs> they'll be a bit better off for yeah. it. Um, and Saquon Barkley, the numbers he's putting up in this situation is in a phenomenal, and I think they're going to get a, a, like um, alarmingly better once the environment around him picks mm-hmm. up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so going to the rookie of the year. So this is where I had Saquon Barkley. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think they have, do they have a just a rookie of the year. I think they only have an offensive and defensive. But if there was a rookie of the year, it'd be oh, Saquon Barkley. Um, um, I think it's their split, but I think you could say overall that Saquon Barkley has been the best rookie. Yep. But that's also... That's a, news to me. So, okay, in that case, Sagan Barkley's offensive rookie of the year. I think that's also a factor of um, yeah. how they use him, though. Like, he's been... Their number one back since since he was drafted. Where yeah. Other guys have had to work their way through. Yeah. Darius Leonard, especially, was like a small school guy. It wasn't penciled to start. Um, but then through training camp and obviously preseason, yeah. he's found his way. So Saquon Barkley's kind of like that person they engineer in a lab. Like he's a yeah. freak. Have you seen him in the weight room? His quads are fucked. He, have you yeah. squat? He's just a phenomenal. He's quad- And then you get someone like, I love hearing stories like Darius Leonard's what was that, South, uh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. 
Um, I love seeing guys like that flourish. I love small school yeah, guys, small school, not yeah. expected to, you know, they don't have all the headlines of the, you know, the other guys. Yeah. Um, and he's just um, really like done phenomenally so far. But Barkley kind of, you know, coming out, he's like that stud kid everyone's looking at, all the headlines, glitz yeah. and glamour. Yeah. And he's he's at this stage, I'd say, lived up to it. Because yeah, absolutely, like I said, yeah. the surroundings he's in, um, he's only going to get better. For sure. And he's got all the tools. Yeah. Um, to become a girly type player for the Giants if they can fix everything up. Or even he does. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, defensive player of the year. Um, I think we all had Aaron Donald. Yeah, I'm Aaron sure. Donald as well. What, yeah. what, so obviously he puts up incredible numbers. He's a once like he's a generational player. Um, what is the stat that stands out to you the most about Aaron Donald for Los Angeles Rams? For me, um, the fact that he had first three weeks he had one sack and one quarterback hit. And yeah. if you look at his stats now, he's had 10 sacks and 17 quarterback hits. Ridiculous. So in five weeks, he's had, what, nine sacks and 16 quarterback yeah. hits. And my favorite so, thing about Aaron Donald is he's an undersized offensive lineman. He's line, small, isn't he? He's small. Yeah, he's yeah. only, I think, 285. When he's going up against guards and tackles that are 340, More. 345, I think his speed is something. like yeah. He's just phenomenal. And yeah, 10 sacks. So he's trending towards, at this stage, 20 sacks for the season. And people, um, I think it's starting to, like obviously them paying him shown that, but people are starting to appreciate what bringing pressure to a quarterback um, at a, like at that kind of, at that rate of knots can well, do. Well, you look at teams as well. Philly's mantra was like, yeah, build up from the trenches out. You know, we, yeah. we paid all of our defensive players, um, Cox, Jernigan, yeah. Graham, um, but it just kind of goes to show how important a good D front really is in the NFL. I think so. I think it's a um I think it's a systematic thing as well though. Like you see Von Miller getting all that money, and Von Miller is still putting up numbers. I don't like Von Miller personally. I don't like him mainly because <laughs> it's Super Bowl Fifty. But um, you see, he doesn't have much help around him. So even though he's a phenomenal at getting to the quarterback, and I think his quarterback pressures are the best in the league, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I oh, think. Sorry, Aaron Donald leads the league. Pressures and with Von Miller second, mm-hmm. I'd oh, yeah. say he'd be second. Yeah, um, so you just shows the difference where Aaron Donald's got help. He's got no <coughs> Dummick and Sue, um, and he's got some help on the back end. Whereas um, Von Miller's out on his own. Yeah, so we've got show... much about there now, but that's obviously a rookie. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it can it can Last show that it can show the difference. Yeah. It can show the difference that um, having other players that support what you're doing can make yeah. to the overall performance of your team. I suppose for sure. Yeah. Um, Moving on to offensive play now. Again, I wanted to do something to my something different to who my MVP was. So my offensive player was Adam Thielen, um, who is about to could break an NFL record this year for most consecutive 100 yard receiving games, which is, I mean, it's otherworldly. It's it's insane. He's incredible. So yeah, I had the same. Um, I think just the numbers for me speak for themselves. Like his catch radius, his route running, and his phenomenal and. Um, like leads the league in receiving yards, receptions, third and touchdowns, and ten more first downs in second. What was that stat that he, you were saying? He uh, he he's an outside receiver, but he has the leads most the league in slot slot receiving yards. Slot, yeah, that's Kirk, his, that's Kirk Cousins cool. loves him. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins. Rightfully so. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're sleeping together. I think. Yeah, that, but, it's one of those. Um, yeah, no, he's he's incredible. Who his record? Is it Megatron's? Calvin Johnson's yeah. record? Yeah, they're both on eight consecutive. Yeah. So he's tied the rec- NFL record for most hundred yard games. Yeah, um, but. If uh, who they have this week, uh, the Vikings. Who they have? They are playing. Oh, excuse me. Look at yeah, us. They're playing okay. the Lions. So they're playing the Lions. So he could have another hundred yard receiving receiving yeah. game and to have the NFL record. So he's my offensive. The, the issue, but there is, if you put too much attention on Thielen, Stefan Diggs is a very good receiver too. 
Yeah, exactly. I think he's very talented. Yeah. So if you're giving double double coverage and moving his zones to accommodate Adam Thielen, you've got Stefan Diggs that can sting you. Kyle Rudolph through the middle there. They're still um, a formidable side, even if you try and shut Thielen down. Yeah. And he was an undrafted guy, wasn't he? Yeah, um, out of Minnesota State. And the fact that he's white, I'm just going to say on, it. Yeah, walk on at Minnesota State. I'm just going to say the fact that he's white. This is a hot take. I know. <laughs> Um, he, if he, he, a white receiver doing this, I know people, it's unheard of. I, I know that's not, I'm not being racist or anything. I'm just saying it's just cause he's such a basic looking white kind of mm-hmm. guy. So it was Jordy Nelson. He never got the love he should have in his pre. Where's Welker? Um, Julian always, Edelman. I always get those. He's a gym rat. Works out. Yeah. yeah it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, my offensive player of the year is different though. Yeah. Cause I don't have him winning MVP is Todd yeah. Gurley. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Okay. He's um, on track to break touchdown record. Um, at this point, I think he's on track for 25 touchdowns. 20, no, no, sorry, excuse me, 28 touchdowns. He's got 14, 15 through week eight weeks, which is ridiculous. Mm, um, I think that high-powered offense and what Sean McVay is doing there kind of correlates directly to that. Um, but for obvious reasons, I got Todd Gurley. I think he's phenomenal. He could have had another touchdown as well on the weekend, but he stopped at the five-yard line and went down yeah. to run the clock out, yeah. which is a very selfless play. And I think um, for the talent he's got, he's really supportive of his quarterback. Him and Jared Goff share a really good relationship. Um, he's not, I don't think he's a pony, like a lot of the really skilled um, like and star um, skill players are. I think he's a really good teammate as well. Yeah. Like Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a very good teammate. I <laughs> uh, does charity work too. I knew you wouldn't know about um, that. Anyway, but I think Todd Gurley, I, I really like him as a player. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of leads into the MVP, I guess. Yep. Um, I couldn't choose between Gurley and Mahomes. I had Mahomes. I've got a bit of a different one here. Yeah. And I'm going to preface this by saying that this guy has always been labelled as a system quarterback. And you look at the most recent um, quarterbacks to win the MVP, they're all backed by a great offensive mind. You look at Tom Brady, he's got um, Josh McDaniels. Then you look at Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't get any criticism for being in the best, one of the best systems. Matt Ryan and Shanahan. Yeah, Matt Ryan and Shanahan. So my MVP this year is uh, Jared Goff. Um, I think he just, yeah, get like I said, gets discredited for his performance. Um, the tight window throws he makes, the game management, um, the poise at the line, all the um, pre-snap stuff he does is... Um, second to none. Second to none. For sure, yeah. Jared Goff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is going to be an interesting race for the MVP award this year. I think it's quite open this year. Quite open. You can yeah. make uh, cases for a lot of people. Five, five Even Drew Brees. Fuck yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, see, I don't even think we've talked about Drew Brees in this podcast yeah. yet, and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks He's ever. a nobody. He's a nobody. He doesn't mean yeah. anything to Jared. No. Nah. Um, when, when his family came on, when he broke the touch hearing record, I booed. So, <laughs> lots of shit on my TV. I was like, get off my screen, you know. This is a bit of South hate. I've got it. I don't, I'm not allowed to like him. I mean, as much as I'd like to like him, I can't. You're not allowed. Just by default. Yeah. I've got Mahomes winning MVP. His arm talent is ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, I reckon he could throw the ball the length of the field if he wanted to. I've definitely seen him throw at 85 yards, which I don't think I've any, ever seen anyone throw it that far. Some of the stuff he's doing off his back foot, running sideways, scrambling, he's throwing, he's slinging at 45 yards off his back foot, like running, so, he's just ridiculous. Um, he does have a really good system in place um, and he is in an environment that's conducive to him putting up massive numbers. And we saw that with Alex Smith last year, who was putting up respectable numbers in the same system. Yeah. But Mahomes just puts them over the top. Yeah. Because last year with with uh with um Alex Smith at quarterback, I didn't have them winning the Super Bowl or you know really threatening for it. Um, we used to have Justin Houston back in on their defense playing well. 
D4's probably been an all-pro selection. D4, um, yeah, correct. Um, and Mahomes, like, just puts them over the top, I think. You've got Kareem Hunt, who is needs to be complimented because he's a phenomenal football player. Yeah. He's tough. He can catch it. He got a good run after the catch. Really well put together team, yeah. Very well put together team. If their defense was a little better, you'd have them as absolute certainties for the Super Bowl, yeah, I'd say. Absolutely. But I'd love to see a, a, a Chiefs-Rams shootout. That would be fun. That would be unreal, um, yeah. But I, I, the way football's going, I'm, I don't mind the old defensive battles and that, but we're not starting to see it as much yeah, anymore, are absolutely. we? Um, but yeah, Mahomes, for me, I think he just tips him over the edge. And his arm to I don't think... I, I'd like to debate this with anyone. Has anyone ever seen a more arm-talented quarterback? Oh, Matt Stafford. And Matt, uh, Matt Stafford's Davis. pretty good. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. But I think Mahomes, he's got, yeah, a, he's got He's definitely, at this point, top five. Cannon, yeah. But not even a can. It's just... He's just phenomenal. Like, but just the power and length he can throw a ball off balance or going the wrong way. He switched hands for God's sake, (laughs) falling to the ground and throwing the ball. And when you've got Tyree Kill, who I'd also this is a fun fact for anyone. Just while we're on it, Tyree Kill's collegiate two hundred meter time would have won a silver medal at the London Olympics. Yeah, actually, I saw that. So I can't remember. And you've got Kels, you've got Watkins, um, even Conley. Is it Conley? Chris Conley. Um, and then Kareem Hunt. Yeah. And then they got a change-up. Like Spencer Ware's a good change-up back, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. They're just a phenomenal team. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes for me. Patrick Mahomes? Yep. Well, I had Gurley on Mahomes, so, and we've spoken about both, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, but yeah, so that was actually a pretty fun episode. I didn't realize that's gone almost an hour. Yeah. I didn't realize. I think we got through it pretty quickly. We did get... We could have... Oh, we still haven't done our second Coach of the Year segment, which we wanted to do. Where we were going to touch oh, on, oh yeah. So, so we had the coach of the year. There was just consensus coach of the year because I were doing the best. But, but then we also wanted to all give um, praise to a coach who was doing more than expected with a roster yeah, that wasn't that's great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one that Joe and I agreed on was Pete Carroll. I think Max was in on that as well. Yeah. Pete oh, Carroll. Another Pete one Carroll. I had was uh, Frank Reich. Frank Reich, in yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of the time these guys. They're great coaches, but they just don't get the praise because their rosters aren't as good as everyone else. So yeah. I think it's just... And on the other end of the spectrum of that, I think there's coaches that aren't quite good, that good, but their talent gets them across the line. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those ones, isn't it? Um, and there's a lot of coaches that should be commended for doing more, more than anyone would expect with a roster. Like Pete Carroll, their roster is not... Like I looked at their roster at the start of the year and I was like, making fart noises. I thought that was a terrible I mean, roster. Was. I don't think anyone really had them winning over four games. Um, yet, and, but they've gone and gone back to fundamental basics. They found a good bell cow, Chris Carson, I think, who's can really do it all. Yeah. Um, and Pete Carroll, he's, I don't like him just because of, you know, the previous seasons and the NFC and that, but he's a good coach um, and he needs to be complimented for that. And especially what he's doing this year, he's really made him into a wild card threat, I believe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of, Pretty unanimous, and yeah, Max made a good point with Frank Reich in Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, so that was that was really efficient. We actually got that through that. Can I just because yeah. just because we're here? Yeah. Can I have a Super Bowl prediction from both of you? I want you to predict your Super Bowl for me right now. The, t- the two teams in Super Bowl. Yeah. So go go to the AFC game, NFC game, and then who's in the Super Bowl? Uh, okay. Uh, NFC game. I'm going to be biased. Eagles Saints, and I think Saints are going to win. Saints are going to make the Super Bowl. I'm saying it. And then... No, no. realistically, it's probably going to be Ram Saints. Um, but then and then Saints will win. And then on the um, in the AFC, Patriots, Chargers. 
I think in the NFC it's going to be Vikings and the Rams uh, with the Rams win. Yep. Although my preseason prediction was for the Falcons, but that's kind of gone down yep. to it. Anyway, and uh, AFC, um, don't think you can pick against the Patriots. Yeah. And um, probably the, I think the Steelers are going to find Steelers? their way really? back. Really? Yeah. So, okay, so actually, yeah, quickly, I had I had, had the um, Saints winning the Super Bowl at the start of the year as well, so that's why another reason why I'm sticking with them. But yeah, I think... Pats, Chargers, and then Saints, Rams, and then it'll make for uh, a Saints, Patriots Super Bowl. With who winning? The Saints, because I'm standing by. <laughs> yep, Jared. <laughs> right here, we've got AFC first. I've got the Chiefs playing the Chargers, which is possible because they're in the same division, so it works out that they will only play if they make the AFC game. I think the final four teams are going to be Steelers, Pats, Chargers, Chiefs. Um, I've got Chargers, Chiefs playing it. I just think that um, they've both got just phenomenal talent across the board. Um, but I would say the Patriots possibly could slot in there for the Chargers. Um, but I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Yeah. And then on the NFC side of things, uh, Panthers-Rams is my call. <laughs> I'm loving... I'm, you'd, I've never been this high on a Panthers team in my life. Love it. Um, but I've got Panthers-Rams, Panthers winning, <laughs> Panthers winning the Super Bowl. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, yeah... Touch, uh, approaching an hour, so I think we'll wrap it up. We've done a pretty good job getting through everything today. Yeah, I just wanted to test you. Really fun. On. We've got an NBA pod coming up soon where we're doing kind of like similar stuff. We're going to have way too early NBA season um, award predictions, I guess. Um, and we're just going to talk some hoops again, which we haven't done in about a week and a half, I two weeks. I think the so. season awards will be more open for discussion in the NBA because the NFL is kind yeah. of halfway through the season, so a lot of it's yeah, exactly. shape. But with the NBA is only just starting. Yeah. And I know for sure that I'm going to get into some debates about my basketball <laughs> predictions. Absolutely. So I like going off the cuff with the basketball a lot. So Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot to cover in the coming uh, week or so with uh, Practice Squad Sports. Um, so if you keep an ear out, subscribe to our iTunes page. Um, practice squad sports and follow us on twitter at practice squad sports and while you're at it at daniel durante <laughs> at joe lennon max underscore rich yeah. so um keep an ear out everyone and once again thank you very much for listening thank you thank you very much go panthers <laughs>